It is the Play On podcast at Podcast Play On, episode 45. Myself, Ben English, with your uh, weekly or fortnightly podcast for football. Don't forget the Beer Rap and Banner podcast as well, every other week, every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe at Beer Rap Bants at Podcast Play On. Hit us up, like, follow, comment, tell a friend, tell an enemy, tell your mum, tell your uncle. Whoever you want to tell, share the good news. Uh, as always, I've got my co-host with me, Ash. How you doing, sir? Yeah, what's happening? Yeah, man. How you feeling? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. Did a little workout today, a uh, little steps. Uh, and uh, also we have Cal pulling the strings at the back. How you doing, my, my man? Very good, man. Very good. Happy Easter to you both um, and hope your families are well. Um, we're going to just... Also, we're going to introduce first our guest, um, and then I'm going to just sort of give a few minutes to uh, what's been going on in the news recently, aside from football. But this is someone we're really excited to have on the show. Uh, he was recommended by um, a friend of mine, Neil, big up Neil in the Beckton football lot, and he messaged me saying he's got someone who does this really good YouTube channel, um, which sort of involved with um, animated reviews of the season and the games and everything and I went on the channel and I was hooked and the guy is really skillful he's charismatic funny self-taught all these skills and I'd like to introduce 12th uh 12th man talks how you doing sir thank you for having me man I'm very well thank you bro how you look all day man we're good man we're good thanks for coming on um just let us know a bit about yourself and what you're doing on the YouTube channel because um I mean I can big it up but it comes better from yourself (laughs) Yeah, no, love, man. Um, yeah, man, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to build an empire, bro. That's what I'm trying to do. No, um, honestly, I'm just trying to turn my passion into, into, into a, a career, man. Like, um, I've been a Man United fan for a long time, and um, I've been building up this whole 12th Man Talks kind of platform for a long time as well. But like, I've started to just not. I don't like to wait on people or rely on people, even when you're paying for things. So I just started to pick up little things for myself over time, and then I just decided, you know what? I'm going to utilise all of the things that I can do. So I love to talk about football. I can spit bars here and there when I feel like it. Um, you know, i got jokes. So I thought, all right, cool. Um, but I want to present it in a certain way. So I just taught myself to animate over this last year or so. I taught myself to draw, animate and um, edit and whatnot. And yeah, like you're seeing, it's like I haven't really scratched the surface yet. I see it looks decent, but like it's um there's so much more levels still to go but yeah that's what i've been kind of working on man and it's like um it's been a really fun entertaining way to just get my point across just rant for a few minutes and then yeah man just put it all together and present it nicely but yeah i'm I'm looking to create a lot more different types of pieces of content over the next over the next year in particular but yeah it's um i enjoy doing it it's um it's a lot of fun it's a bit of light-hearted entertainment as well man whether we win or lose Mm. i'll keep it very honest at all time i like to think i'm a unbiased fan <laughs> Bro, you gotta love the sport before you love your team i don't i love i love the sport before i love man united that's how real i think a lot of people forget that like i think there's a lot of people who are fans of the team and don't actually know much about the sport i'm, I'm always going to be a purist so i don't love what i see at man united a lot of the time you know what i mean yeah, but um you are honest you are honest which i do appreciate and it, and it comes across with the passion and the love. And I like the quick turnaround as well. So there'll be a result, the weekend's fixtures or the, or the Champions League. And then before you know it, I'm getting an update on the old YouTube. New videos dropped. Um, so that's that's really good, man. And, and you're self-taught as well during lockdown. This is something you sort of, you've taken and just ran with it. Yeah, man. Like, um, I'm very much a believer in that. I like, I like to be self-reliant. Like, um, like, people think I have equipment. Like, it's crazy. Like, <laughs> but I, I have my headphones. 
how I record for my headphones, I have a laptop and I have a mouse. That is what I use. That's it. Do you know what I mean? I've just recently bought a p- couple of pieces of equipment. We haven't even started using it yet. So it's just mad. Like I, My whole thing in life is, bruv, just try things in it. Just do things and just try it. Don't, like, I don't see why people need to pay someone else to do something straight away without even trying it. I don't ever do anything. I don't ever pay for anything that I don't try first myself. Do you know what I mean? Mm, mm. even when i'm moving into my own place i always paint the place myself i'll do the flooring myself i'll do i'm never doing it again but i've done it now i know how to do it <laughs> you know <what> I, mean? <laughs> I know how to do it now so it's all right so it's, it's i think you just have to do things anyway self-reliance is, is key man especially in a time like this like um you know like you're gonna have to be creative with your um with your abilities and skills and and really kind of bring them to the fore and that means you've got to work on yourself that's it mm. wise words um where can people follow you on the socials and on the youtube channel to subscribe um on the socials it's at 12 man talks um across twitter and instagram and um tiktok which i really should do a lot more stuff on um and on youtube it's 12 man talks tv yeah so get, get following people we're going to uh, be tweeting it on the socials so make sure you follow this week and check it out yeah we're really happy to have you on board um like i said before just quick sort of mention in the news we want to send our rp and condolences to richard okorogehi a young man from west london who unfortunately um you know lost his life uh and sort of so thoughts and condolences to his friends and families and just you know for everyone listening if you've got teenagers at home young people just obviously keep an eye on them let them know who they're talking find out who they're talking to on social media who they're talking to when they're playing these computer games where they're going i know you can't watch them all the time um but in this day and age with social media it's a lot easier than what it was when say we we were growing up so just be vigilant um so rip to his family obviously uh and massive rip to the recording artist dmx someone everyone in this uh podcast grew up listening to uh, well, I assume, I know me and Cal did at school and at college in the Discman, showing our age there. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, 100%. I was with you. Walkman, man, I'm not going to lie. He, you were on a couple 100%. of my tapes. <laughs> yeah, tapes, yeah. Mm. We, had to, we had to see it. But RIP to DMX and sort of he's leaving uh, a massive family behind um, and also a legacy of one of the greatest artists and someone who dropped two sort of platinum albums within a year. It wasn't mm. really done before. So if you you know mm. bit of DMX throughout today to get you through the day and um, RIP to the royal member Prince Philip was it Prince Philip? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. All right. So yeah, just basically as always, stay vigilant, support everyone, wash them hands. Lockdown seems to be lifting slowly. Football started again with men and women playing. And grassroots and we're here to provide you with a bit of content to get you through the week right now we've got that out of the way um quick mention uh ash over to you because i've been talking quite a lot for the corona 11 just a quick mention then we're going to get into this weekend's results yeah just a big story from um in terms of corona was um rafael varan not being able to play for real madrid in what was probably their biggest week of the season so far in the quarterfinals of the champions league against liverpool and el Clasico um yesterday um, so yeah he's a top quality centre back multiple Champions League winner um, he definitely would have been in the mix for the Corona 11 so yeah just shout out to him hopefully he gets better and he's back on the pitch really soon mm. and we'll talk about Real Madrid in a minute who had sort of back to back games of Liverpool and, and Barcelona and Boston and we just got to mention Tony Kroos in a bit because that guy mm. that also guy. I'll give a shout out to Daniel uh, Daniel De Rossi 
top uh, Italian football person, obviously a legendary ex-player and now working uh, behind the scenes uh, in football. And he's also uh, actually uh, contracted the coronavirus, but he's actually been hospitalized after contracting the coronavirus. So that kind of sounds like his situation is quite serious. It says that he's under observation at the Roman Institute for Infectious Diseases. So um, definitely thoughts and prayers going out to Daniel De Rossi and his family and wishing him a speedy recovery. Right, first game that kickstarted a Friday night. I love a I love a Friday night game, uh, especially when everyone's at work. Something to look forward to, and for everyone who doesn't get their fantasy football team sorted out, thinking it's Saturday morning, it catches those people <laughs> half stepping. Uh, we kickstarted with Fulham desperate for a win. They're, they're sort of needing to win every game uh, in order to catch Newcastle and Brighton and try and get out of the relegation zone. And this was a game that didn't offer much until the very last moment, where everyone's favourite muscle man, erratic oiled up <laughs> Traore with an absolute screamer. Um, I'm going to pass it to Ash first because um, I know sort of the West London link there. But um, VAR playing a part in the in the first goal that was disallowed for Wolves, but then Traore just absolutely let him fly in the 92nd minute. What was your thoughts on the game? Firstly, I think he's your favourite oiled up muscle man. He's not mine. <laughs> 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 Let's do that way first. Now, um... We spoke about Fulham a couple of weeks ago and the, 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 the thing they needed to do was to put pressure on the likes of Newcastle, Brighton and Burnley. And they just failed to do that. They were 1-0 up against Villa. Didn't see it out. They had a home game against Wolves whose form has been a little, a little bit up and down at the moment. Um, and they just haven't scored enough goals. And as much as they've become more solidly defensively, just their lack of firepower is what's really kind of cost them. Yeah, VAR got involved again. That whole shirt line thing stopped um, Wolves scoring in the first half. But yeah, Traore finally broke a duck. I think that's his first goal since 2019, which is crazy considering the amount of times he's played and yeah. the perceived threat that he has. But um, yeah, Wolves just doing what they do. And Fulham, for me, this is the result that's probably going to signal them and being relegated. Mm. Um. I'm going to pass it over to 12. Oh, because I know you're... Well, we didn't even get to establish your tip. Well, you said you said you're a Man United fan. Um, and in a minute, I'll get you to sort of sum up uh, the season in three words. But we're going to go to the other side of Manchester, your rivals, with a, a shock 2-1 loss at home. Leeds down to 10 men with Cooper being sent off after review. Um, it was a dangerous tackle. It was a, right, it was a, a red, correct red um, Leeds jumping ahead with Dallas's first goal beautifully laid off by Bamford who I kept in my fantasy team City plugging away getting a, a sort of a semi-late equaliser and then Dallas with a late late win what was your thoughts on City sort of one eye maybe on the Champions League I think Pep is teasing Man United that's what I think he's doing He's trying to make man think that we can oh, we can maybe can we start this? I've seen Man United fans getting mad going mad talking about oh, City crumble I don't see it, man. Nah. Um, in all seriousness, I think it was a one-off, man. I think maybe maybe they did have one eye in the Champions League. Um, I think they want they've got the league sewn up. Like I, I just don't see anyone taking it, uh, anyone as many points as they may throw away. No one's gonna close that gap. Um, but yeah, bruv, like it was, they look lethargic. He he made too many changes. I thought, but mm. I get I get why he's trying to rest his players. But I don't think his squad is as good as he think. I think he has to have his key players playing. Um, I think they're a quality outfit of, of course they're clearly the best team in the league but I think without his key players I, I look at the strength of the squad like this Tyrone's character he looks good for Spain doesn't look so good for City um, Sterling's gone a little quiet recently for me 
Foden's the guy. I just, I just, there will just never be a time where I don't play Foden and De Bruyne. I don't know, man. Like they just looked a bit lethargic. Leeds, brave. Um, they did a bit different yesterday. They were, they were defensive. Um, even before the ten men, they were more defensive than normal. But all credit to them, man. Like you have to respect the way that they, um, they have balls, man. Like that's what you need. Like City don't like teams that play, pre- uh, put pressure on them. Mm-hmm. And to do it with ten men as well, I think it was impressive. And the running as well, just the energy and the, um, mm. you know. Uh, just, just the intensity. Um, do you think, though, with, I mean, you just mentioned they had one eye in the Champions League. With them pushing for the Champions League in 12, do you think there are going to be any other teams who can maybe nick a result here and there? They've got Chelsea next weekend with the, with the FA Cup. Uh, Spurs have got to play them. Uh, Chelsea again. Newcastle and Brighton, which will be massive for them trying to stay up. Do you, can you see any teams trying to nick a quick three points or, or a cheeky win while they're concentrating on the Champions League and, and FA Cup? Because like you said, they've got the league sewn up. I mean, I hope so. Uh, I really do. <laughs> I really do, just to make it respectable, even more respectable. But um, mm. City have this... Like, it's not just that they may not score. It's, you've got to score against them. Like, it's very rare you're going to score twice against City or whatnot, which you at least have to do to, to get a win. Do you know what I mean? Because um, they don't really concede goals like that. Do you know what I mean? So it's—I don't know. It's—I um, can't really see it happening. I could see them, especially the bigger the games. They just know how to, they can pass teams to death. And the question you got to ask is, when they're wrapped up like that, the teams, the pressure that the other teams are going to be coming to them under. Chelsea are going to come to them because they still got to play them in the league as well. I think. Yeah. Mm. Um, so they're going to come to them needing to secure a top four spot. They're gonna and possibly still be probably being still in the Champions League as well. So they're gonna be under more pressure than City are. Um, the smaller teams, come on, City don't drop points to teams they're not supposed to drop points against. That's the rule for winning the league. Like you, you don't drop surprise points and you don't do it regularly. You know what I mean? Like they're not gonna they're gonna smash Fulham in their face and Newcastle are gonna get tucked in as well. They're gonna make them both contemplate life. That's what's gonna happen with them. Teams. <laughs> um, who else was there? They they got um. They got another big game as well. They got, do you say Tottenham? They got them in a the cup. Have they got them in a the league as well? Yeah, they got them. Yeah, sorry, no, they they got them in the um, EFL Cup. Which for Spurs, I mean, being trophyless for so long, um, <laughs> heritage. <laughs> it is the Tottenham way, apparently. Um, it is the Tottenham. So, way, which is going to, yeah. I mean, it'll be, you know, it'll be sod's law that Spurs will probably win that, get a trophy. No, nope. impossibly. Yeah, City haven't. They got like three years or something. They got in like years without losing a. Um, I don't respect it, man. That have, you their, have you seen who school. they've had? Have you seen their <laughs> routes to all of these finals, bro? Like it's just perfect. Like this, uh, why are we giving them credit for slapping up teams nine nil, like en route to these finals? Like you're playing your best team against Burton Albion. Come on, man. Like they get the dirtiest, easiest fixtures. I like it. It's respecting the cup. <laughs> I like seeing Phil Foden and certain men go away on them like muddy pitches and showing that you know they can still do it. I mean, yeah, my. Our, our, our uh, I wouldn't say love affair, but our fan fandomness for Phil Foden on the podcast, on both podcasts, goes back years. Then it Cal, we, we're calling him the young god for like for years, years now. But the kid is ridiculous. Nah, he's, he's Gareth yeah, Gareth Southgate needs to start him. Um, just moving on from Gareth Southgate, he was attending the Liverpool Villa game. Cal, did you see this with Alexander Arnold popping up with an amazing last-minute winner? Um, the last few games, he's responded to not being included in the England squad, rightfully or wrongfully. Yes, <laughs> he pops um, up <clears throat> with a great goal to to save the save the day for Liverpool. Yep, just like Phil Foden, Trent Alexander Arnold is another player that we really like here on this podcast. Um, I think we were talking about him. A long time ago, before he became an England international, 
Just don't leave um, them around your baby moms. <laughs> <laughs> Mental. Dangerous, mate, in the DMs. He's a naughty boy. He's a dangerous guy. And uh, he was definitely looking dangerous against Aston Villa. Um, Liverpool have been a bit flat of late. You know, players haven't been in form. It looked like um, one of their main strikers, actually, Sadio Mane, got dropped for this game. Uh, he's been in terrible form. He just hasn't really been doing it in front of goal. I think he did come off the bench. But it was really Trent that stepped up and like you say silenced his critics his last couple of games he's been chipping in with the goals and with the assists and it was a big goal that he scored for Liverpool there um, that won the game and got them back into the top four for the first time in a very long time mm-hmm. and um, Ollie Watkins popping up I stuck with him in my fantasy hopefully I can get him off the bench but um, Liverpool need him to turn it around I mean we'll talk about the uh, Champions League game <clears throat> in a bit, but uh, Liverpool needing something to hold on to and just to build for momentum. But uh, well done, Trent and Liverpool there. And, uh, and another VAR, a dodgy VAR decision there with um, Jota being like an arm or, or shoulder or something offside. These VARs, something needs to be looked at because apparently in the news in the week about refs and the VAR lines being drawn by different people and taken into account. I mean, it's all gone. It's all a bit. I, up I've got here, a question it? about that, you know, like, Firstly, it's ruining the game. Like I think this game, I, I think I have five more years left as a fan of this sport, the yeah. way it's going. But um, mm. how can it be offside if it's the part of him that was offside is a part of his body he can't score with? Agreed, yeah. <clears throat> it's a yeah. natural how, movement how as well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think what they're saying is that it's the shoulder. So technically you can score with your shoulder, in it. So if your shoulder's there, then... That Wasn't is, it I, his forearm? Only no, if you're no, Balotelli. No. Only if you're Balotelli. You're a joker. No, no, it was actually... Because <laughs> so, it's those weird ones. You know when, like, someone's running forward and you're leaning forward? So, actually, that's the part that's thing. I don't believe in all those things. I think stuff like that, when it's that small, it should the, the advantage should be given to the attacking team. Um, mm-hmm. And we've seen a lot of those where people are leaning. There was even a crazy one where Bamford was pointing for the ball. Yeah. And because he was pointing oh. for the ball, that slightly extended his shoulder. Like, I think it's ridiculous. There's, there's I get why we've got it. But I think it could be tweaked so that actually it benefits the mm. attacking team a little bit more. Mm. Uh, Interesting. It's it, it's got to be reviewed, and uh, I know sort of we'll, we'll see what happens in the Euros as well. Because can you imagine if something happens to England and all the England fans when they're having a drink with lockdown lifting and VAR doesn't go their way, it's going to be absolute carnage. So I, I agree, twelve. It is ruining the game and it's taking the fun out. People are celebrating and then having to having to go back and and be humbled and um. Not a fan, not a fan. One game that didn't need VAR to help settle the result was Chelsea absolutely coming out firing and spanking Crystal Palace 4-1 away from home. This is where we really needed Ryan here to gloat, to talk up the talk up the thing on, on Pulisic, which uh, I know him and Cal have got a little back and forth on Twitter, the Pulisic-Pepe debate. Yeah, um, I, I think his uh, fantasy football disappointing results are, are probably why he's not here to explain today. But, you know, maybe we'll get him on the next podcast. Yeah, what is he? Did he get Wasteman Manager of the Month or Week? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The Waste Man of the Week award is his to hold and cherish. And, uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure he's cherishing it right now. Right. So Chelsea came out absolutely firing two goals within the first 10 minutes. Havertz and Pulisic. And I was really surprised. Well, maybe not surprised, but the fact they went quite small up front. They were really uh, nippy. Pulisic, Mount, Havertz, Hudson-Odoi, uh, who he really loves. Chua on the left. And they just came out absolutely firing, pressing really high, winning it back, being aggressive. Great opening goal from Havertz, who seems to have uh, finally found himself in the Premier League. I mean, he had one chance 
later on in the first half where he sent Venato. I don't know if you noticed that, but with his first yeah, touch, touch over his head, oh man, if oh. that had been put away, that was like reminiscent of Ian Wright. Um, that first touch there. And Pulisic, with, Pulisic could have had uh, a hat-trick, I think. He had sort of a, a shot behind his leg that hit the post and he was active and direct and Chelsea looking good. Ash, um, were you surprised that they came out firing after their um, sort of the way they, they got ripped apart by a West Brom team with, uh, when Chelsea had 10 men and the Champions League game pretty much sewn up? Were you surprised or would you think, yeah, this, no. was, this was on the cards? Yeah, I think so. I think even in that West Brom game, they had a number of chances. Um, I think the sending off of Thiago Silva and then the two goals um, during just before the, the break caused Chelsea just to kind of kind of completely implode. I think what Tuchel done was he didn't get the right balance between attack and defence there. Um, and he put his, probably his better players in. I think Werner's form is just so, so like disgusting. That, yeah, yeah, he can't, he can't start. He's missed too many chances. It's not yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not even that. Um, but I think I've always been a bit surprised why they don't play Giroud cause, or, or even Tammy. Like, they've got decent strikers to play up there. But Havertz in that false nine role, kind of, he did really well yesterday. Um, did really, really well. Um, I think, as well, the fact that they've got, like, I think they played Rudiger, Zuma and Aspie. I actually think that's their best starting um, cent- central back pairing. I think whenever Thiago Silva has played recently... Um, just before the injury and now he's just not been up to speed. I think mm. you have to put those players back in and then, yeah, just uh, allow them to play. But yeah, no, I expected that. Plus Palace, they've, they've got what they need to get for the season. They'll they'll probably finish 14th. And they're that would be it. Yeah, yeah they're like they're, their season's done. So mm. I think anyone who plays against Palace could get a lot of joy this season. Let's hope so. Right. Um, we're going to jump. Just, just, just before we move oh, on, I'd like to say um, I saw the interview that Tuchel did after the game. And I thought it was very interesting how he said he kind of wants it to be a part of Chelsea's DNA, that they're a very aggressive team and getting a lot of ball wins all over the pitch, especially high up the pitch. So I think that might be something to look out for in the future. A very aggressive Chelsea where it's actually part of their DNA. Yeah. But well, that's Tuchel all man. over, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think people don't really... I, it's funny, man. I, the way I hear people talk about players and, and managers and, and other leagues, it's it's, mad, it's clear that people, loads of people, don't. Tuchel's a very tactically gifted manager. Mm-hmm. Like the difference between him and Klopp. Why I preferred his Dortmund to Klopp's Dortmund, as much as I love Dortmund, because that's my that's my team across Europe, um, uh, outside of Man United. You know what I mean? But um, it's uh, Tuchel's team is more controlled. I love watching Klopp's teams more, but Tuchel knows how to grind out and switch it up and, and to be a bit more patient. His possession game was much mm. better than Klopp's possession game. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, he's a very tactically um, astute manager and his game has always been a very aggressive high press. Do you know what I mean? And he implemented that within the first couple of games. So it wasn't even just yesterday. If you watch him from his second game, they got their mm. press right. I mean, mm. Lamps, obviously, he laid a bit of a foundation with their press, even though it was like kind of half and half. Um, but yeah, he's, he, he's a very, very tactically gifted manager, man. They're going to be a problem because they have a skeleton of a good team mm, they just mm. didn't have the right coach and yeah. they've rectified that as they always do Roman does not ramp he does not waste time bro. <laughs> you know what I mean he wants success by any means <laughs> that's it spend that money spend that money I mean you just mentioned Dortmund we'll talk about Champions League Man City uh, getting a, I could say maybe a, a, a fortunate result at home with Dortmund with a few uh, well one definitely shocking decision with um Bellingham was it sort of mm, uh, stopping uh, that chance? That was ridiculous, wasn't it? 
um, yeah. and Edison kicking Edison kicking him and then getting the free kick. But um, I mean, 12, we'll, we'll lead with you because you're saying Dortmund is your is your second team or your your sort of team outside of Man United. <clears throat> What's your thoughts on on the two one uh, loss at Man City and then moving forward in the in the uh, home leg next week? Um. I didn't actually watch the game. I saw the I saw the highlights. Um, I was watching the the other game, Liverpool Madrid. That mm. but, um, both good games, yeah. Yeah, both good games. But um, I don't expect I expected Man City to go through. Just I love Dortmund, but bro, their average age is like twenty. Like there's children, there's children in this team. You know what I mean? Like um, as exciting and as quality as they are, and there's no Jadon Sancho, who's actually one of the senior players in this team. Do you know mm. what I mean? So I don't expect. Um, Dortmund to go through against City um, I'm always surprised by how much of an inferiority complex City have when they get to the stage of the Champions League regardless of who they face but um, as long as someone knocks them out I don't care because when they come against PSG or Real Madrid these teams that are not afraid of them they're, 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 they're going to they're gonna panic they're going to bottle it because the way they played against Dortmund like don't tell me they're not purchasing something bro like you tell me why that goal that Bellingham scored why was that why was that even on review as well. On review. Yeah, yeah. So even if you made that mistake in the first instance, all right. But on review. And oh sorry, they didn't even review it, did they? They yeah, said they, they didn't can't because it. he already blew the he already blew <clears> it. Yeah, they didn't review what it. What kind of stupid rule is that? Like say everyone can't see this mistake to say, yeah, well, because I already had blown the whistle. Like, so were their legs not already in motion before you blew it? What does that mean? Mm. It's stupid. It's very it's very stupid, man. So something does need to happen where there's an additional like video refs are watching it and saying actually you've made a mistake there and we're going to either override it or let you know this decision and then it's you know I think refs sometimes have maybe a bit too much pride and he was he was moving a bit mad the um the uh the Liverpool Madrid game was <laughs> was a bonanza uh, a repeat of a final not too long ago and playing at Real Madrid's training ground which I think Klopp mentioned his players found it difficult to play there which I thought was weird because you know they should be able to perform, but Real Madrid uh, playing it to perfection. Man, Tony Cruz again, Modric bossing mm. the middles, mm. and um, Vinicius seems to be mm. se- seems to be doing what he's meant to be doing after a while. Like, you know, he's um he's just going at him. He had uh, Trent on toast <laughs> a few times, uh, which goes back to maybe Trent's defending at the highest end of maybe why Southgate might not trust him yet. I mean, you know, if we're talking defenders, I think Wambasaka needs to be. Mentioned as like number one in interceptions, tackles, everything, everything. But um, yeah, interesting game. Cal, did you see the Real Madrid Liverpool uh, game with fireworks aplenty? I did. I thought that was an excellent match. Um, really good game of football. And again, uh, Trent had a, a pretty good game against Madrid. But Madrid was just like fantastic, man. I, what I thought was interesting about that game is the way that they played, the way that Madrid played. It seemed like Zinedine Zidane set his team up to out-English the English. (laughs) There was so many long balls going over the top from Cruz, um, one ending up in a goal, one ending up with a a good chance. It it, it was actually just refreshing to see that, you know, although they have this reputation for playing the beautiful tiki-taka football, they don't have to stick to that. They do have the players... the management style to be able to just mix it up with with anybody, and I think they're going to be a threat this year, a threat domestically, and a threat in the Champions League. They went they went top at the league last night, didn't they? So we're recording this Sunday afternoon, and they um, 
Cruz deflected goal to beat uh, Barcelona. But yeah, no, doing get get doing what they need to do to get the job done, and it's about winning, winning by any means. And Zidane uh, in Europe can't miss with them, and Liverpool obviously all types of frailties, and maybe some of the defenders are a bit out of their depths there. Um, I think it's a bit harsh to focus on the deflected goal in the classical there because there yeah. was actually a lovely goal from Benzema, a lovely little back heel oh, yeah, yeah, in yeah. that match. Um, but that's what and, won it. That's what I'm saying. Sort of Kroos was talking yeah, about yeah. earlier, but yeah, yeah. Now it wasn't. It wasn't the defining moment, surely. But um, yeah, just interesting bringing it up. Um, Ash, we're going to turn our attention to the Wednesday's Champions League, the game that sort of had most people licking their lips. The Bayern Munich. <clears throat> PSG game, uh, Lewandowski out for Bayern Munich, no Nabry, uh, and you could argue that it showed there they had a Chupom, what's the Chupom, Chupomoting derby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what a rise from Stoke, was it Stoke, yeah, to now uh, these teams. His, are, um, his agent needs a knighthood. <clears throat> He's, he's, oh, he's definitely definitely doing well there. But this was this was back and forth, and then PSG now showing they've got some stability with Poch and. Um, yeah, it was solid, man. What's your thoughts on the game? Yeah, um, so we have a Neymar appreciation post from me coming. Oh, he, um, he was dropped a bit deeper, didn't he? He was playing in like some number yeah. 10 hold and he was going for it, mate. So, so they've been a bit, they've been a bit up and down in the French league, but I think it's almost like Poch has identified that the Champions League is the holy grail for 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 this team this season, and what he's done is. He's actually moved Mbappe and Neymar both into the central space and he just built the team around just getting the ball to them in central spaces. So Neymar played as an actual 10, which is the first time he's played as a 10 for a little while. And then obviously Neymar, um, Mbappe is the the, um, the the front runner. And yeah, just the two of them just caused havoc. Like Neymar in particular just completely ran that show. I thought that um, Bayern Munich were pretty unlucky though. And I think if they did have Lewandowski and, and Nabry, I think it would have been maybe a draw. But... Yeah, I'm here. For, I'm definitely here for PSG to win the Champions League. I think the it's squad's time, good. Yeah. yeah, the squad's good enough. And what you got to remember as always, so for instance, Marquinhos, probably their best centre-back who scored the goal, went off. Um, they didn't have Paredes, they didn't have Verratti. They were actually missing a few of their first-choice players, but still went to went to Munich and won 3-2. Now, PSG are the same team that could easily lose this, <laughs> like lose the tie 4-1. Like, let's not pretend that they can, they can still do that, but... I think it does show just where they've kind of come and how much progress they've kind of made. And um, yeah, I'm just here for the for I'm just here for Neymar. Just I here thought, for Neymar. Bro, his name is Killian, bro. Killian. No. Killian. <laughs> Mbappé is the guy. As long as this kid exists, they're going through every round. Like he's that good, isn't it? He he's a difference maker. Neymar, yeah, I love. I've always loved Neymar, but Neymar's not the guy. He, nah, he Mbappé. is. Mbappé, Mbappé is a difference maker <laughs> in this team. And you said about him playing as a ten. As much as I love Poch and Poch is my guy, yeah. Tuchel did that. Tuchel no, he never. He played as a full nine. Tuchel played him in the ten. No, he, he played. He played Neymar in the ten behind. Who was the striker behind for at the time he was using? It wasn't Icardi. Cavani. No, so they had they had Icardi. Yeah, it was Icardi and Cavani last year. Innit? Yeah, he had Neymar playing in the ten. You know what I mean? But um, a lot of the time, anyway. I'm not gonna say every game, but like a lot of the time he was playing ten. But um, bro. Mbappe is the guy. He is he is so dangerous. This guy is going to find a way to get a goal. Just his presence on the pitch forces the whole team to change how they're gonna play and how they where where exactly on the pitch they're gonna be. Do you know what I mean? Because he his his he always finds a way through. He runs at stupid speed. He's got the most hideous stepovers, but <laughs> his understanding of what to do at full speed is insane. Man picked this out from him in Monaco after watching three games of him. I said this guy's a genius. 
Like he took the, took the goal well, didn't he? Sort of the second one was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bro, his composure levels is. Uh, I don't even care if he finishes on. I don't even care if he's a good finisher or not. It's 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 his ability to make constantly the right decision, but at stupid speed. Mm-hmm. And I saw that in the first three games of his career, and I thought, oh my days, this guy's not normal. It's like Jean Felix. They are not normal characters. That like, they see the game in a whole different way. Do you know what I mean? Mbappe, as long as he's there. The PSG are gonna always score two goals in the game, at least. Mm. Whether he scores them or not, they're gonna score twice as long as he's on the pitch. I think in the past it's whether they had the bottle uh, and then also the defense, the defensive steal. Um, I was impressed with Dagba, fullback. I thought he had a mm. solid game. Yeah. Um, was because uh, he was up against uh, Coleman, and then Sane I thought was a bit off. Um, he's trash. Yeah, he's I mean, trash. Uh, so I think that's a bit harsh, but I, I I still said this. I think he's better on the left. I've always said that, like he is the most typical winger we have in football now, and I think he has to play on the left. Um, I don't really like him doing that kind of like fake Arjen Robin coming in coming in from the right hand side. But yeah, I prefer him just on the left. But I think he was all right. He he caused a lot of problems to be fair and created a lot of chances. He was his own problem, bro. He he caused his own <laughs> he gave the ball away to him by himself. You know what I'm saying to you constantly. Like the, okay, trash is obviously he's not trash, but like mm. he's a he, he's not what people thought he was going to be. Even me, bro. I, when when I saw my shark, I thought interesting. I was actually shook when he went to City at first, and there was a season where he played really well. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, he just started to see, and I think his attitude must think it must do. Because the way coaches disregard him or, or feel to just like, bro, man, don't even want to work with you. Understand, he ain't played for Germany for a while. You know what I mean? And that's done nothing to do with anything but his attitude. Mm. Pep didn't want to work with him. Nothing but his attitude. You know what I mean? They even stuck with him after he, he kicked up a fuss to leave. Then he didn't get his move straight because he'd done his cruise shit in. City stood by him, then let him go. <laughs> and then still he wanted to like, you know what I mean? Not even, you know, other players sign a contract to be like, yeah, like, cool. Like, I want to make this other club pay what they were going to pay the first time. You know what I mean? But he he didn't do that. But anyway, that's never here nor there, really. But he's just not that good. He hasn't lit up Bundesliga, the league that is designed for attackers to thrive, bro. Because defense doesn't exist in that league. And <laughs> they show the bullies in that league. Like he hasn't lit it up. Coleman I, think, I think that's a bit of a wild comment to make. There's some great defenders in the Bundesliga, man. Who? I mean, obviously, years ago, Jerome Boateng was oh, no, one wait, of the wait, defenders that's, that's around. Years ago, we're talking about. We got we got Dale Apomakano looking pretty good at the moment at RB Leipzig. Okay, one. <laughs> <laughs> there's 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 a handful. I can't think of everyone off the top of my head, but bro, there are the some whole reason I would love watching that league is because defending does not exist. See, Timo Werner. Someone said about form earlier. It's not form. If you actually, so I mean, if you actually watch Timo Werner, this isn't a surprise. He was a shocking finisher in Germany too. He just mm. got that many chances, he would score every week. Like, people have to understand what that league is. Like, there is no defence. So if you're quick, especially if you're quick, and your team is a more front foot type of team, you're going to score goals. You can be in a relegation team, be 18 years old, and still score 15 goals that season. You know what I mean? Like, there's no defending in that league. That's why it's so fun for attackers. That's why you have to take all of their numbers with a pinch of salt. Then there's some you see are abnormal. Like, Haaland is clearly abnormal. Mm. Sancho is clearly abnormal. Like, uh, Lewandowski is clearly abnormal. No one's doing what they're doing. But all the others take with a pinch of salt. Interesting. Um, one more, just sort of touching on <clears throat> uh, Porto and Chelsea. Chelsea, uh, great goal by Mason Mount uh, and Chilwell popping up with a, a late one as well. We can say that they're through pretty much. I mean, anything could happen. But out of all the teams to be drawn against, I think Chelsea fans were happy that they got Porto 
and uh, Tuchel doing it again. Uh, who do they face in the next round? Well, in the semis, Chelsea. Does anyone know off the top of the head? If not, we'll look into They're, that. Um, Real Madrid or Liverpool. Ah, so Real Madrid then, pretty much. So, yeah, because um, Liverpool are weird in the Champions League. I think with at fans at Anfield, yes. I think this season, yeah, Madrid, Madrid will just get away with it. Um, I'm just conscious of time. I want to move on. Twelve. We're going to touch on your team in the Europa. Uh, surely, <laughs> surely it's yours to lose. Uh, especially with sort of our beloved Arsenal doing horrendous. Um, Ajax and Roma should be interesting. But what what are your thoughts on Greenwood uh, popping up and then sort of the path into the final? Um, I don't know why everyone thinks it's a foregone conclusion that it's Man United to lose. Like, like say, just like, cause then you can't use that argument and then still say, oh, but like, well, you lot are just going off your name and reputation. You lot ain't actually what you are, what you think you are. Oh, okay. Like Ajax and Roma are also decent teams, and obviously one of them's going out. Um, but yeah, I agree though. I do agree. I think we should be able to win it. But I've seen us mess things up from comfy positions quite a few occasions. And to be honest, I'm not quite comfortable with the Europa League this year because I'm still vexed at how we're there. I'm not. I'm not a spoiled fan like that where, where I don't appreciate the cup. It's not nothing to do with that. It's the way we got knocked out of the Champions League to be there. We didn't start the season in Europa. We didn't get knocked out of the Champions League because. We weren't good enough. Well, we weren't good enough. But I mean, it was our own mistakes. And that's why I don't do reactions for the Europa League game specifically for this reason. Mm. I refused because of the way we got knocked out and got ended up there. So I don't really care what happens, to be honest. I hope we win it. But if we don't... Eh. You, you, you've pretty much got a Champions League place anyway, finishing in the top four. Do you think teams, once, they, once, they're, um, once they're out of the Champions League, should fall down to Europa? Do you think that strengthens the uh, tournament? Or do you think it's a sort 100%. of... No, I love that. Yeah, the Europa League is a good tournament, man. It's a no, it is. Yeah, the no, last decade. I mean, it's really improved. Um, like, especially in the late, later rounds, like the knockout stages, it's, it gets really, uh, really interesting. There's some very good ties. Teams play their good, uh, better teams. There's a much more competition in the domestic leagues and all these other leagues as well. So the standards are always going up. Do you know what I mean? So mm. teams just because they're not in the Champions League don't mean they're not a Champions League level team. It's just because mm. there's very, there's quite a few Champions League level teams. It's like the Premier League now. There's a good, there's a good five or six, seven teams in the league that's actually really good. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Um, so when they're not in the in the Champions League, if Liverpool don't make it next year to to Premier League, uh, to Champions League through the Premier League, and what are we gonna say? Like the 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 Europa League is still dead when the team like Liverpool's in there. Mm. Good point. I just need to correct myself. <clears throat> I thought Greenwood scored, but it was Rashford and. Surprise, surprise, Bruno Fernandes getting a penalty. Oh, Scott. <laughs> loves a pen, loves a pen. Um, just quickly, we're going to fly through these. Ajax uh, losing 2-1 to Roma. Love the ball boys' reaction of dashing the ball in the... Um, was it the Roma? I can't even remember which player, but basically someone was time-wasting and he got the ball lobbed in his face. Do you remember when um, Hazard kicked the ball boy? Was it yeah. Hazard who kicked the ball? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was lying on it and he kind of tried to get the ball out against yeah. Swansea. Okay, one dig. <laughs> Um, so Ajax Roma should be interesting Villarreal been there done that and also Mr Good Evening <laughs> coming back to haunt Arsenal Ash 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 we're going to end with the Arsenal game um, and then we're going to talk about sort of quickly upcoming f- fixtures if any and then general news mm. but were you surprised I certainly wasn't now this isn't an Arsenal podcast and we do try to keep our uh, feelings emotions and views sort of as neutral as possible but what was wrong, your wrong, wrong person then <laughs> <laughs> talk to me I can't stand this club like, that's where I'm at with Arsenal at the moment like just there's just so much stuff kind of coming out um, 
if you remember rightly, when I first jumped on the pod like a couple of years ago, I said like I wasn't happy with the appointment of Arteta. And a lot of people were like, no, give him time and do this and do that. And I just said, I don't understand why we've gone to get Pep's number two when we need someone with experience and stature in the game mm. to kind of to kind of actually guide what is a really rocky ship at the moment. And yeah, I know we won a, a, an FA Cup. Um, thank you for that. But I've always said that I don't feel like this guy's the right appointment for us. Um, and I stand by that. And I think we're in we're in such a we're in such a really weird stage as a club that you can't just be given someone who's inexperienced like this stuff. You kind of really need someone who's going to come and like challenge people and say, no, this is what I kind of need and stuff like that. Um, I just I'm, I'm almost at a loss because we we went one nil up. You just see the game out. Like just, it's just really professional. You see the game out to concede that away goal just put so much pressure on that. Now I'm hearing there's rumors of like Abamyang and Arteta have kind of had a bust up. Apparently he's not going to be in the in the squad for today. Flip, um, yeah, apparently ESR's not going to be around as well. Just the just the, the team he's picking. He's playing players who shouldn't be playing. I'm just I'm just I'm just over it if I'm honest. And like I said, um, twelfth made the biggest point ever. He goes, you got to be a fan of football first and then a fan of your club. I only care about football at the moment. I don't really care about the club. <laughs> yeah, agreed. It gets better. <clears throat> it does, it does, it does. I think we've been at our lowest with uh, with Arsenal. Some strange decisions on the pitch. Um, and then also, obviously, like with the team selection. So we'll wait till the dust, dust settles. I mean, you know, fingers crossed they can get through. But then they've got possibly Villarreal and then... Either, you know, so maybe, we're not gonna, maybe, no. we're not winning it, we're not winning it at all. We're gonna, <clears throat> even if we get through this, we'll fumble at the next round. So, yeah, we're not gonna win it. And our season, and we're gonna probably end up finishing like 10th or 11th, which is criminal considering a couple of seasons ago we were one point out of the Champions League. Like, it's just it's terrible how the club have, have, have actually regressed. It has, it has, it has, and it, um, become the laughing boys again of social media and everything like that. So, um, yeah, maybe it's so easy. Yeah, they did. did. Did we say RIP to Claude? Did you say RIP to Claude on the Beer Rap and Banter podcast, Cal? I don't know, because I didn't listen, sorry, but RIP to Claude. I don't recall, to be honest, but yeah, it's always nice <coughs> to do it again. He'll always be remembered as being a big Arsenal fan, won't he? Hmm. Arteta, it's time to go! I think that's been the... That's what we can use from... I've quoted him on my videos on a couple of occasions for... Yeah, uh, your, your Upwatch... Yeah, your video... <laughs> Upwatch. Yeah, Upwatch. Yeah, we, um, big up 12 for that, sort of watching <laughs> yeah, opponents and whatnot. But um, we shall see what happens. Right, just quickly, the fixtures. We're going to touch on the biggest game, because obviously 12th, I guess, as a Man United fan. Man United Spurs, uh, a bit later today. Um, just your views on sort of... <clears throat> on how Man United have... Uh, progress since the last meeting, shall we say? Um, we have to win this game. I don't care about where we are in the table. It's not about closing gap or securing top four. It's revenge. Yeah, it's not just that Tottenham came to our ground and won. I don't even care about all of that. You can get an away win at Man United. We're not special. It's Jose, and Jose scored six goals. I don't like the fact that he came to Old Trafford and finally played attacking football, but it wasn't with Man United. Um, like, I can't stand that man. In this sport, I don't think he's good for the sport. I think he's been dated. I said at Real Madrid, this guy will be finished in five years. And lo and behold, five years, the fifth year was the year he got sacked to Man United. I can't believe he got a job after that. I can't believe Tottenham took the chance. You know what I mean? Um, I just want to slap them in their face. That's the honest truth. I just want to, I don't care what the score is. I just want to make sure we leave there with three points and end their top four hopes. 
Like, that's mm-hmm. what I want. I want Jose. I want that angry interview from Jose after this game. That's what <laughs> I want to hear. You know what I mean? But I can't take seeing his face if they win. If they even get a draw, I can't face seeing what he's going to I hate his face when he's smug. So, yeah, man. I <laughs> we have to win. That's all it is for me. Um, what yeah. was the other, Yeah. Um, you asked me to, to, to sum up our season in three words. Yes, before, yeah. Right? Uh, I think banging but dead. That's how I've, that's the three words I'd use. Banging but dead. Like we we you know second is as good as I could have hoped for at the start of the season. As much as I've done twenty one and twenty one songs and videos, that was all to guess the situation. I never <laughs> once believed we'd win the title. You know I was just gonna ride that wave for as long as we could. It was the first time in eight years. You know, but um, so we've done as well as we could. However, the way we haven't done better is very very frustrating because it was there. All self-inflicted stuff. The way we got knocked out of Champions League, ridiculous. The reason we got knocked out of FA Cup, ridiculous. The performance. The way we've dropped points in the Premier League from leading the table, just and then never like from the minute we hit the top of the table with uh, and clear on points from Liverpool. From that moment on, we started dropping points, and they were all the stupidest of points in the stupidest of games. You know what I mean? So finishing second, closing the silly gap on whoever's going to be the champions, hopefully, you know, if we can get it to single figures, if we win these two games in hand and keep it like that. Mm. Great progress. But it's also dead because we could have and should have done better. This is a season we could have capitalised on City's slow start, Liverpool's crumble, Arsenal doing uh, doing a Tottenham, really, not even doing an Arsenal. Um, Tottenham doing a Tottenham as well. Like, Chelsea being insecure and, and not sure what they're doing. Like, this was the year to capitalise. Mm. Leicester are doing it. Well, that's that, that's my next point. Just quickly, we've got um, Leicester, West Ham. Now, West Ham, uh, if they win, they can go to 55 points just above Chelsea in fourth. Leicester, they go mm-hmm. to 59, one point behind Man United, but obviously with a game in hand, which this is looking like, um, as well as the Man United the Spurs game. game, this is like the big game of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Two teams who, you know, West Ham punching well above mm-hmm. their weight this season. I mean, I'm a big fan of Dave Moyes. I know he didn't quite cut it at Man United, but what he's got, what them doing, and what he's got, uh, Lingard out of the, uh, you know, out of the depths, uh, the you know, the darkness for Man United uh, has been great. Mikko Artonian out for the uh, rest of the season. It's looking like with a hamstring, um, mm. which will be a sad miss. You know, they they perform so much better when he's there leading the charge, and he's just so bullish. Um, Leicester doing, I don't even say doing the Spurs, but sort of always just sort of bottling it and crumbling at the last minute. So it should be interesting to see what happens with this game and. Um, it's Arsenal. crazy that people say that about them, you know. What they they're bottling keep... it. I don't know. No. Well, they just, you know, the Europa, they had the chance. I think the the season a few years ago. Um, yeah, but this is Leicester, bro. Like, what are we? This is because they won the league title one time. No, I think it's a mad season. Because they got like, Brandon. It's amazing. It's a great movement for them. Bro. Yeah. It's great that we can even say that about them, really. But I think because they got Brendan Rodgers as well, and he comes with sort of a lot of weight from what he did at um, Celtic and what he almost did at Liverpool. And, you know, he's a good manager. Yeah. Uh, and they're being so nearly in, in Champions League positions and whatnot. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they, they've shown that they can be there or thereabouts, though. Yeah, but also them. for them to succeed, though, other teams had to fail as well. Like all the other teams that are normally there have to really have dropped off as well in that same which, time. Which is what happens this season um, mm. is happening. So it, it should be interesting to see. And the Arsenal Burnley game, which no one really cares about, um, Arsenal just one eye on. Europe in the week and Burnley, their season. You mean Sheffield United? 
Oh, sorry, beg your pardon, beg your pardon. Burnley are playing now with Newcastle. Yeah, one That's why I got this. Yeah, against Sheffield United. Sorry, so we're Sheffield United, and they're down and out anyway. So it will be a typical game that Sheffield United want to win because you know <laughs> it's just one of them games. I can see Arsenal just just falling apart. So let's move on. To, oh, before I pass that, anyone else want to, any last touching words on fixtures? Anything we've discussed? If not, we'll go straight to general news. Wonderful. All right. Um, the notes are mad small. I can't see that. We touched on El Clasico. Did anyone watch El Clasico yesterday? I watched the first half. Oof. I watched the second yeah. half. <laughs> <laughs> quick, quick thoughts, 12th and then Cal. Uh, Madrid, hey, listen. Every time I think they're down and out, man, they just impress. Um, they really look like an, a together outfit. Um, you mentioned Tony Cruz earlier. This is a, a perfect footballer. Like, this guy has, like, an average 96% pass accuracy in his career. Do you know how insane that is? Like, mm-hmm. but, yeah, he um he was quality yesterday as well. Modric, this guy's engine is outrageous. Like, yeah, they have a quality team. Benzema, oof, I was guilty of it too, man. I really rated him when he first came out. And then I really started to get onto him for the last few years. But since Ronaldo has left, this guy has stepped up. And Vincius... He's just, he's, yeah. Hey, Real Madrid looked good, man. Looked really they good, did. really good. Benzema scored a banging goal. Wonderful First goal. First goal, yeah. Really good, Benzema's a goon as well. Have you seen him? Um, and he does like little music videos and didn't yeah. he get it done for a uh, blackmailing yeah. or a, he got dropped out of the French squad. He loves a bit of Penny on the Wall with the French goons and like he, he's, uh, he's one of the man them. Yeah, that, that doc looks good. That doc looks good. I was waiting for him on World Star or something like that, man. He's, uh, <laughs> he's doing his thing. Cat, yeah, sorry. Um, Kyle, second note, yeah, what I, I just think it's it's interesting the difference between Real Madrid and Barcelona right now because as 12 said you know you've got the likes of Cruz and Modric in their midfield absolute world class players and uh, to add to that they've got Casemiro behind them mm. sweeping things up just allowing them to do what it is that they can do um, and uh, obviously recently they've had um, Sergio Ramos be injured and Rafael Varane uh, fall victim to the coronavirus. So you would have thought maybe they'll be a bit shaky at the back. But as we saw against Liverpool, Nacho and Militao came in. So the reserves yeah. are coming in and doing a solid job defensively. They played again against Barcelona, did another solid job. Messi, Dembele and Pedri just didn't really have much joy against them. Um, the fullbacks, Mendy and Vasquez were bombing forward and, and doing a great job with, with supporting the attack. Vinicius Jr. is having a pretty good season at the moment. He's getting mm. some joy off of the left wing or sometimes being used up front by um, Zinedine Zidane. And the whole team, Madrid, they seem to have a nice balance between sort of like strong players and technical players, um, youth and experience. Yeah. Whereas Barcelona, it doesn't quite seem to be working that well. Busquets kind of looks like he's a bit finished. That midfield of Busquets and De Jong didn't really stand up to the test of Cruz, Modric and Casemiro. They did come into the game later on in the game. Um, they kind of hit the bar right right at the last minute when Barcelona were kind of just flooding forward and throwing everything at, uh, at Madrid. So they could have got a draw. But... Mm. If you if you watch the game, you would see that Madrid really did win, man. They played some great football. It was a great, just a great match. It's rebuilding. But Barca's it? squad management has been criminal, man. Um, they're like Holland a few years ago. You know when uh, Schneider, Van der Vaart, and whatnot were coming to the end. They had mm. like only them and youths. They didn't have anything in between. But that's an international team. That's a problem of development. That's unacceptable to happen at club level. Mm. What Barca have are a bunch of kids and a bunch of old players. They don't have anything in between. And I feel for I feel very sorry for Frankie De Jong because this is one of the best players in the world. 
It's one of the best. This is one of the most intelligent midfielders in the world. Yeah, Frankie De Jong is a top, top, top shelf baller. And these men sold Arthur to bring in Pjanic, a man who was sitting on the bench at Juventus to sell a 24-year-old passing like replacement, a long-term Javi replacement. It's insane just to raise capital because they're in crazy debt. Barcelona team's a mess. Their squad mm. management has been horrible. But they've got a couple of very talented young players, but that's just it. They're very young. So, you know, Dest is a baller. We'll see. They've got a new president now and the quarter might just bring back the glory days. So we'll see what happens next season. But also, uh, there's a lot of controversy surrounding Leo Messi at the moment. You know, he's still got his contract situation. Will he sign on and stay? Will he go? It's just an interesting time. Keeping it, <clears throat> excuse me, keeping it in Spain. Uh, recently, there was unfortunate more uh, incidents of racist abuse here. Valencia Walkoff after Diakabi accuses opponent of racist abuse. Uh, Valencia players walked off the pitch during the Liga meeting with Cadiz recently, and then the Cadiz player, Cadiz, Cadiz, um, recently said that he didn't say anything and there was no proof. Um, I mean, I'm going to pass it to sort of, Cal, I know you've got an eye on the Spanish league. What was your thoughts on the players walking off and then everything that's carried on from that recently? I didn't watch the game, mate. <laughs> Thanks for the nice intro. But um, yeah, I definitely didn't watch the game. Um, and uh, yeah, I haven't really got much of a comment to make on that, to be honest. I've got one. So um, yeah, so the, it happened. It came off. Then the player got, got taken off as well. At halftime, the centre-back, Juan Cala, got taken off. I then checked this, the results today because obviously he played yesterday, kept a clean sheet. But they said that there was no, in their investigation, there was no proof of racist comment kind of made. He's not going to be charged. And essentially, they've kind of just moved on from the incident. Now, for me, for stuff that's happened, again, we've seen it with like um, the guy from Slavia Prague as well. Like, it's really damning that certain players are going to come out, they're going to make claims, they're just going to be swept underneath the carpet. And what that's going to do is it's going to stop players from wanting to make the claims of what's happening and then people are going to get away with stuff that's happening on the pitch. And I just think the speed, like to me, the investigation was just done quickly. He was playing. Now everything has just kind of gone back to normal and it doesn't actually look at like, if someone's made the claim, then we need to ensure that that person is fully supported. And like it has been done in depth. It seems to just have moved on very, very quickly considering all that's happened. And I just think it's just been really, really poor. So, so yeah, but again, it's, it's just another incident of like, these things just not really being taken seriously. Twelve, mm. did you um, did you see it or, or sort of views on, on what happened? Uh, I saw the incident. Um, I didn't watch the game though, but um, yeah, bro. It's um, honestly, I'm not surprised at this stage. Um, I don't know why anyone is. I don't expect mm. UEFA to tackle these things. I don't expect them to do the right thing. I don't expect them to put real sanctions. They give idiot fines to clubs which is nothing it's not even even during corona it's nothing it's not even an interest payment it's not even an interest you know what i mean like um it's 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 not actually important to them they can do all their song and dance and taking the knee and all of this i saw a couple of games this week where some players weren't taking the knee um and not, i'm not talking about black players as well i'm talking about just teams there was one team i can't remember where it was was it in europa league or something I um, like the arsenal game Savi park they they, they yeah. all stood in solidarity um, hold you know sort of a, a, as one team as opposed to taking the knee you see so like all of these token gestures that they're doing is actually creating more division anyway but like these are token gestures because when actual incidents happen then well what's actually happening also there's no proof okay so then what are you actually saying that this 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 black man is a wild psychopath who just reacted and started making up lies then 
Like mm-hmm. the guy went up to his ear and covered. I don't remember. Was it that incident as well where he cupped him? Where he's cupped his um, yeah, um, against no, Rangers. That was, yeah. that was a Rangers one. Yeah, that okay. was a Rangers one. So how are you supposed to find proof of that? Like, there's no. It's not like there's a crowd in there where he where it forced him to have to shout. He could have whispered that in his ear and he heard it very clearly. There's no microphone on them. What like if you can't hear what he said or lip read him? Of course, there's no proof. But like now we're just in a situation now where we're calling him a liar. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't understand that because that must be what it is. If you're not going to investigate, and if, if that's if that's the extent of your investigation, and you're saying mm. there's no proof, then what? Did he make this up? Mm. Yeah. Then punish like him. That. Then in it. No, yeah, punish yeah. him. Then in it. If he's made it up, punish him. No. Okay. So then, what are you saying that you know something else? Like it's ridiculous. They don't I've, take I've, it seriously. From, they don't from, ban fans. From what I understand, Juan Cala um, threatened to sue because there is no proof against him. He's kind of suing under some sort of grounds like defamation for character or or something like that. What a so, waste, man. So because there's no proof, you know, he actually does have a legitimate case, doesn't he? That, you know, you guys Did are... Did you see his face? Uh, Did you well, see how guilty his face was after he said he knew he messed up? The the, yeah. the thing about it is there is a there is a serious threat of legal action because he's threatened that you know he can and he he has the right to do that he can do that. That's a defensive move, right there. Like for me, all that signifies to me is what he did was play the clever game. He stayed silent after the incident. He looked mad guilty, so guilty that at halftime his manager took him off because I'm sure they had a conversation. He thought I can't go back out there. Didn't say a word. Stayed silent. An investigation was like you said done very quickly. It proved, oh, there's no further proof. As soon as he heard them words, the nervous energy that he had for, oh, my days, my career is about to end, all of a sudden turned to, what? Okay, so there's no proof. You know what? I want to show them how innocent I am and go under attack, a counterattack. Bro, this is a Jose move, bro. This is a Jose classic rope-a-dope. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is a Mourinho classic, bro. Like, I'm telling you, this is disgusting what he's doing. Like He's actually pursuing legal... And who's he suing? The thing about it is, if someone is racially abused, abused, why would they lie about that? But who is he suing? Is That's he suing? Is he suing um, the, the guy? Why would he lie about that? Um, and no, what what I think what Juan, Juan Carlos threatened to do is he's threatened to sue whoever is alleging him of making a racist remark. Because um, and he, and I think he's quoted as saying something along the lines of, "If I did make a racist remark, then why didn't the referee?" send me off or why didn't wow. the referee take action at the time the referee did nothing about it because i didn't do anything that's the line that he's taken and so it's now it's a very delicate situation I hope he nobody does wants legal smoke no i hope he does it i hope he does it mm. i hope i hope this goes to court and furthermore i hope he wins in court because then i hope it exposes that country and their racist ways because that would be now the whole world will be watching that you know what i mean mm. that's I, I want it to go all the way i hope it what? does Watch this space. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens. Um, on a positive note, let's flip it. Uh, some mentions of charity work uh, by footballers and of items that have been sold off. Uh, assistant referee who got Haaland's signature in the Champions League game denotes cards to charity. Uh, recently, uh, Romanian assistant referee Octavian Sovery's decision to ask Borussia Dortmund's Elon, uh, um Alfinger Haaland to autograph his yellow and red cards raised a lot of eyebrows and there was a lot of sort of news about, you know, should he have been doing this and, you know, it's a bit unprofessional. But then he's taken the decision to uh, give these cards, uh, donated them to SOS Autism uh, Centre, which I think is really noble. Um, so big up to him. I mean, do you guys see, what's your views on sort of, we'll go around the group, we'll start with Ash Cowan mm. in 12, players swapping shirts and then maybe getting autographs and stuff signed at halftime or the end of the end of the game, what's your thoughts on that? 
think I think it's I think it's always difficult because so for instance if the if the linesman or the referee does it and then something happens in that second half then it's kind of like has there been a level of favoritism I think we know this stuff happens I just think you have to be very very careful that it's not seen because a lot of conspiracy theorists can kind of like resonate from it I think obviously the stuff that a lot of it's going to charity and that the money's being directed to, to positive causes I'll never ever um say a bad word against that I just think maybe the execution of how it's done is more the issue rather than what is being done I mean it seems like it's for a good cause right it does seem like it's for a good cause but at the same time it's going to raise eyebrows isn't it why is a referee getting signatures from a player that he's supposed to be officiating it kind of looks like is he showing some kind of a bias now if if Haaland puts in a two-foot tackle is he gonna you know not raise his flag if Haaland's offside is he going to not raise his flag because he likes him because at the end of the game he's planning to to ask him to to get a signature you know it's it's a bit controversial um I don't want to go as far as to say that kind of thing shouldn't happen or don't want to see that kind of thing happening but I, I can see why it would raise eyebrows although it does look like it was for a good cause mm. 12 all I can say is the media make me sick. You know what I mean? This is why are you filming things that don't need to be. It's not your business. Leave them alone. If the like, if man acting like it took plenty of time out of anyone's day. It's for a chat. But look how quickly they suspended him. But yet, man is uh, out here trying to disprove that a racist comment was made. You mm. know what I mean? Like it's mad. But this is just quick and easy to do because oh no, this is unacceptable. You're bringing the game into disrepute. Okay, so if he waited until after the full-time whistle, that would have been okay. What's the difference? Like, mm-hmm. he's raising it for charity. It's not like he's saying he's a fan. Where does it end? What if he's Norwegian as well? So, wait, so then can he not officiate a game because there's a Norwegian player on the pitch that only plays for one team, but there's no Norwegian on the other? Like, what does this mean? Like, it's ridiculous. Like, yeah. like the fact is, you've been hired because you have a level of integrity and skill in your job, right? Trust man to do the job. Like, he's taking the opportunity because he's not Haaland's friend. He don't live in the same city as him. He don't run into him. He's not chilling with him after the game. He don't know him like that. He don't know his people to go and get his autograph. But he knows his people in the charity where he's trying to raise money from. Like, he took his opportunity. He shot his shot and he won. Like, I don't understand. Why is that such a big deal? He was going to do it anyway. So what difference does it make when he done it? If you knew that was his intention. What if he made that clear? Mm, mm, mm. Um, I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's for a good cause and sort of he was vilified for it. But now uh, hopefully, <clears throat> excuse me, it's all settled. Um, talking of charity, we've got uh, Ronaldo's captain's armband. That he, he, he threw down in disgust when having the goal in the qualifiers disallowed or not given, obviously, because he didn't cross the line completely. Um, and that has been collected by a fireman, I believe, and then given to charity or, or, or auctioned off. Serbian firefighters pose with Christian Ronaldo's captain armband as it raises 55k to help a sick child in auction. Um, that's a lot of money. And then, you know, another assist there by uh, the modern day GOAT. Um, <laughs> th- th- things we love to see. That That's a lot of money, isn't it? 55k. Mm, for one uh, item. It's crazy. One item, yeah. Of just a sort of qualifier yeah. as well. Of a draw, and it? It weren't even like the, it weren't even like the, uh, the fire. I don't know anything like that, um, but fair play to him and the fireman who sort of acted uh, quickly and, and swooped that. Um, maybe should have got Ronaldo to sign that, or maybe not. Um, raised 54k towards 2.1 million treatment of a six-month-year-old youngster who suffers from spinal muscular atrophy. So 
we're all for charity, we're all for giving, and also um, Saint Maximum. Uh, you know, he used to rock the Gucci headband, and it was covered up. Um, but now I just think he rocks the normal headband. He has given to our real heroes, uh, Newcastle NHS workers. He's donated a number of items just as an acknowledgement for all their good work. Even though the government isn't giving any, you know, pay rise or extra support, uh, he's donated more than 60 care packages to NHS workers on Tyneside. These gifts include luxury confectionery boxes created by French chocolatiers, ooh la la, vouchers for leading high street shops, although none of the shops are open, but hey ho, and uh, a note of appreciation from the Newcastle United winger. So big up to St. Maximin um, doing a lot for charity. Well, I don't know if anyone wants to chime in with that, but sort of a good way to uh, sort of end on a positive note. Well, I don't think we can end before we talk about the social media abuse um, boycott that seems to be gathering pace. The Premier League managers have called for a boycott. I've seen there are uh, an agency, sports agencies that represent uh, Ashley Young, Delhi Ali, Huang Ming Son, Carl Walker. They will join the boycott. There's loads of clubs that are jumping on it. Um, and uh, there was a hashtag coined, enough is enough boycotting um, what so it's pretty much a social media abuse boycott premier league managers players they're calling for people in football to boycott going on social media um so this agency uh, i believe the name is caa base um they've said from friday from 5 p.m friday uh gone arc away from sky sports where they've said from 5 p.m today friday we will not post any content on our official social media channels for seven days and have invited our staff and clients to do the same hashtag enough is enough um and yeah so there's loads of quotes here from managers Jose Mourinho said uh, only the media giants can resolve the problem and everything is in their hands to end the situation there's an article a comprehensive article from the BBC with loads of quotes from uh, various different people in football um it, it goes on to talk about what companies are doing this is a real big movement that's that's taking place people are really sick and tired of being abused on social media and they're using their their voice and they're boycotting it it's a good thing, man. But for me, it's it's. I hope I hope it works because um, again, it's token gestures potentially. Um, because mm. you're not coming off the social media. You kept your account active. People can still at you. You can still see everything on there. You're just not posting any content. Like really. So do you know what I mean? Your followers are still there. Do you know what I mean? You're not doing anything. Like for me, like one of my things. I'm gonna let you guys in on something right now. One of my things for this whole platform that I'm trying to build is. I'm looking to. I'm not saying I'm trying to build a whole new social media platform. It's not that. It's more I'm trying to create my own audience over here. I don't need millions and millions of people. I don't need hundreds of thousands of people. I just want like-minded football fans who just want to enjoy having conversations about reasonable conversations about football. whether they get heated or whatnot. I don't care as long as it's respectful. And you know what? I'll be able to regulate and moderate and see. You know what I mean? When who's saying what and whatnot. But I mean, you can't just come on and abuse. You can't also just be a part of this platform if I don't know who you are. You have to be a verified mm. person. I would, that's what I'm looking to do because, like, I don't believe, I think you have to be about stuff. You don't just talk about stuff like, you know what I mean? Like, cool. I don't need, you can't be moaning about how things are on social media, but then set up your whole life to be dependent on funding from social media because then you can't really act how you want to act. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You can't speak out and behave how you want to behave. I'm like, do I need that amount of followers? No, 
I don't care about being the most famous or the most rich or the most, I don't care about none of that. I just want to be able to take care of myself of what I do, but I create a healthy and positive environment. You know what I mean? Well said, well said. And we can, yeah, no, well said, well said. And yeah, I think uh, people getting verified and proving who you are before going on social media. So then anyone who does spout this sort of racist, homophobic, sexist abuse or any abuse can then be, followed up and you're held accountable for your way there's too many sort of fake people out there facades and whatnot and um i mean you know to- social media is toxic anyway and i think sort of people have to learn how to deal with it and i'm glad that we grew up in a time mm. before social media and the internet when we was like you know we was outside outside you know you're saying you know was you outside in times we was really really yeah. about knocking on doors <laughs> you had to be. <laughs> ring, you had to be ringing, ringing the house phone and putting on your nice voice to speak to the mum and dads. <laughs> bro, you remember when you had to be somewhere at the time you said you were gonna be somewhere because otherwise, there was no phones. Yeah, bro. like there weren't phones. You had to otherwise, be. Otherwise, you weren't going swimming with with a man anymore. You weren't going cinema. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't going West End to, to you know truck a deer. <laughs> Impossible. You get left behind, mate. Um, you had to go truck a deer in formations. <laughs> memories on the bus one bus straight to West End in the good old days um, right we digress um, we've got a few other notes Cal and Ash I don't know how you, if you want to wrap it up I'm just conscious of time on the 12th I know you've got time is not on your side so if there's any other sort mm. of extra time AOB let's drop it in now no not really like nothing there's <laughs> little things impressive. about like KDB's getting his contract like yeah, the best signing the best, that can wait best Norwich, in the league, promoted, yeah, yeah. No, they didn't even get promoted. They need someone. They need. They'll. It'll be next week. Oh, I weekend. mean, on the verge. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, on the verge again. Yeah. Promoted, yeah, no, yeah. Um. Big really. up Badoo Sports who are working with Norwich as well. Always, you know. Mm. Big up Nana, Kevin, and the whole and Josh, the whole Badoo Sports team, in uh Hackney in East London, doing great things for the community. Uh, Calvin, if any AOB before we uh wrap this up. No, I think we're good to go. Big shout out to Twelve for coming down. It's been yeah. great having you on. I uh, would love to talk to you again and wish you all the best of luck with your channel. Absolutely loving those uh, animations. Appreciate it, man. I was just going to say as well, man. Thank you guys for having me, man. It's been a pleasure. Enjoyed the conversation. And yeah, I'd love to come on again, man. Um, yeah, man. It's, it's, been, it's been fun. For real. Yeah, no, I don't look forward to seeing more and more content from you, bro. Thank you, man. Same. Yeah. So, um... Don't forget, you can check out Twelfth uh, on all these social platforms. Just remind us again on the YouTube and the socials again. Socials are at Twelfth Man Talks, um, and YouTube is Twelfth Man Talks TV. Yeah, and make sure you go and subscribe and like and comment, and so you can get the updates of his video and, and and share as well. I think this is the important thing as well. We sort of got if if everyone shares the content, whether it be podcast, video, music with one more person and one more person shares it and shares it. And, you know, we build this community and and we support one another um, as we get into the rest of the year. Right. What an episode. Sun's shining. It's still cold, though. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to head out and turn off my phone for the Arsenal game. I don't care about that. Um, Thank you for listening. Make sure you stay safe throughout the week. Wash them hands, face mask. Eat your vegetables, stay hydrated, say please and thank yous, look out for one another. I've been Ben English, one of your co-hosts. I've been Cal. Wash your hands, you dirty oots. I've been Ash, no fire from me. (laughs) No smoke, big smoke. Nah, that's all you, man. Big smizoke.
What do you mean it's all us? Why are you saying it like we're the... You're the one who's telling people to wash their hands, <laughs> big butty you, like. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm here just chilling. Hey, hey, that's what the government tells us to do, right? I don't think the government used those exact words. <laughs> hey, wash your hands, you big dutty youth. <laughs> on, on that note, uh, thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe and have a good week. See you later. Peace. Peace. Peace.